Hi, this is Annie Fox with Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Maggie Baird. Maggie is an actor, singer-songwriter, and the screenwriter on the new film Life Inside Out, in which she co-stars with her son, actor-musician Phineas O'Connell. Hi, Maggie. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, thanks for agreeing to do this interview. I know you're really busy, and um, I could tell a little bit about your life because after I watched Life on the Inside, I was thinking, wow, this feels so real. This feels like 21st century mom who's got a life in the family, but she's got this creative muse that drives her to do other things. And I love that because I can identify with it. (laughs) And then I was blown away when I found out not only was it a personal story, but it was your son that you were acting in it with. And I went, okay, I got to talk to this woman. So (laughs) what's the story behind the story? How did you, how did you get this idea and how did you make this film? Well, the story started because I really did go out and do open mic nights, which kind of happens in the movie. I actually did it a little differently. I did it with a bunch of friends. Uh, I, I felt like I, as a mom, I just would never make the time to go and do it. And I, I'm, I need to be, I need to feel like I'm doing things for other people. So I gathered a group of moms and we would go out together and do open mic nights and I would play guitar for one and one would sing harmony for me, et cetera. And that way we couldn't chicken out and we'd have to show up. (laughs) But hold on. I want to interrupt you for a second. (laughs) Is this something you'd ever done before? You know, I was a songwriter and okay. uh, I am an actor, so I had certainly performed, but I hadn't done open mic nights ever. And I had this CD and I thought if I'm going to have this CD, I really have to perform. But I had little kids and, you know, well, one was kind of little and one was, at, you know, 12. And I just would never make the time to go out. And I was, you know, nervous too. Any sure. excuse to cancel. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I thought, well, I wait, if I psych myself into thinking I'm doing it for other people, I will probably show up. And how about your friends? I mean, were they um, equally motivated and equally um, tied down at home? Every one of them had kids. Okay. And every one of them had a different interest in performing or writing. But yeah, same exact story for everyone. We were like this. And also it made us get together for rehearsal, you know, so that we were, we'd show up prepared. We'd, we'd show up, you know, as, as a big group and we'd sit there for the whole open mic night and we'd sing for each other. We became kind of known at these open mic nights, you know, the, the ladies, you know, the, the middle-aged moms. But, you know, we were really good. I'm and, sure. uh, you know, we were bad. And, and, and then along the way, my son, who was 12 and then 13, simultaneously was going through this kind of challenging teen period and he took a songwriting class that I taught and just before our eyes he just blossomed into this incredible songwriter and he would go to these open mic nights and every now and then he'd get up and he was writing songs and so the idea for the movie Life Inside Out came from that and it's a fictional movie definitely not an actual true story but much of the movie is based on our lives so and we even shot a large part of the movie in our own house. So I see part of your house behind you. So yeah. <laughs> I, kind of, I'm, I may be recognizing some yeah. of it. Um, what I loved about the film so much, Maggie, was how, how genuine and real it felt when you were depicting, um, you know, the family warts and all, you know, and, and um, I know that that probably is more scary in some ways than standing up at an open mic. <laughs> 
Yeah, you mean to show uh, that there's tension. That- that there's tension there. Not everyone is getting along and smiling all the time. And sometimes there are thunderclouds over our children, and we want very much for them to open up and share what's going on with them. And they won't, can't, all of the above. Yeah, it it. it- we wanted the movie to be very, very real and very honest and very relatable. You know, not Hollywood. It's in the normal people's house. You know, a a, t- a kind of middle class at best house with yeah, real family problems and and not overly dramatic family problems either. At the same time, you know, we didn't we because my feeling was that it, it's hard to be a parent and it's hard to be a teenager and you don't really need the most dramatic circumstances for that already to be hard and there to be tension and challenges, hormones alone and you know being a parent trying to you have these little kids you're so involved in your little kids' lives and you feel so needed and then they get to be teenagers and they really really need you they don't display it in the same way and they don't necessarily want you to be quite as present they just kind of need you and and you find yourself you know sort of lost you know and how do you be this really present parent and still not go out of your mind you know so we did want to show that very relatable real life and you did and it drew me right in and what I loved about the story is that you found a way to reconnect. Um, and maybe you weren't, you know, talking about what the problem is here, son. Um, but but you, you obviously found a way back together again through music and through the shared love of performing. And I love the way you in, in the film, the character in the film, um, in some ways steps back to let her son shine. Um, even though the original impetus behind it was for you to get up there in the spotlight, but that mm-hmm. is kind of being a parent, isn't it? Yeah, I think that I think that's totally being a parent, and I also think that as a parent, you know, our great—I mean, your biggest goal as a parent is to see your children happy, you know. And I, how can you feel like a success if your children are not happy? You know, uh, it's the biggest job you have, and. And so when they're thriving, it's the greatest joy you have, a a bigger joy than you ever would have known, you know, that you could have, you know, we all strive for these creative goals and these dreams, and those are great. But, um, you know, seeing your children shine is is really, it's beyond whatever you can think. I mean, I'm not going to quote the movie, because there's a lot of quotes from the movie that sort of come to mind right there. Well, you wrote it, so, you know, (laughs) they're genuine, they come from your heart. But, um, so tell us a little bit about what has happened since the film has been released, and and who's seeing it, what kind of feedback are you getting? Well, we had an incredible experience. We went to, I think, 22 film festivals. The funny thing is, I, I, one of the, some of the first people who saw the movie said, gosh, I love this movie, but I don't think you're going to get into film festivals. It's, you know, it's not dark. It doesn't have any st- stars in it. I don't think. And we got into so many film festivals and we had an incredible experience and we won many Best Picture Awards and many audience awards. And we just were kind of blown away with the audience response. And it was husbands, mothers, teenagers, kids, because people were seeing themselves and people were relating. And there's not a lot of movies that most of us see ourselves in anymore you know they're not really about our lives and so we had such an amazing amazing festival run and then we uh, opened in theatrically in Los Angeles and a few other cities and 
had a beautiful time with audiences here. And then we're now out on DVD and VOD, which people can stream it, watch it. They can buy it on Amazon or they can stream it on Amazon or Vimeo, all those. And it's just been rare. The most amazing thing about making it, we, we set out to make this little movie and tell this little story. And I don't think we really imagined that we would get the response that we did from people. You know, the people telling us has changed their lives or just how much they cried when they watched it or, oh, my husband cried three times. And, you know, we always hear, oh, he cried three times. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's not like tragedy crying. It's like right. movie crying. Yeah, and, yeah. So it's been, it's been very rewarding to just see that people have been touched by it. And how about your son? Um, what's what's been his response in the aftermath of this film? Phineas has a he, he's music all the time. He, he's an actor as well. He was on Glee for the last four episodes of Glee, so he's gone on to keep acting. And of course, music music is what he does twenty four hours a day. Really, he has a band called the Slightlies, and they just finished in the studio recording an EP. And he's he is in the room writing day and night recording or with his band. And so music has continued to be his absolute passion and, and acting. He's had a lot of good acting jobs. So, you know, he's still, you know, he really is living the the life that he was intended for, you know. And how about you, Maggie, in the aftermath of this? Um, are you moving more in the direction of more films, more writing, um, or more music or all of the above? A little bit all of the above, probably a little bit more writing. I'm, I'm an actor, and I work as an actor, and I work in voiceovers, et cetera. And I, I was a, 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 a more of a comedic actor for many years. I was in The Groundling. So I'm actually returning a little bit more to that, too. And maybe one of my scripts will be more of a comedy. So more writing and, of course, being a mom. You know, one of the things I learned from making the movie was that you have to be willing to do it in little tiny steps, you know. And it took us a year and a half. Lori Nassau and I wrote the movie. It took us a year and a half getting together once a week if we were lucky. Sometimes we write on our own. Uh, so I, I feel like, okay, well, if I start another one now, you know, another year and a half, two years, be ready to make the next one. Well, but, I, think, I think you make a really good point in terms of um, doing things in small pieces. That you know, I think there are, are some women who... Um, feel that, okay, I'm going to shelve this dream completely until my kids are in high school or whatever they decide for themselves. And it gets really dusty up there on the shelf. And you may, you may lose your connection to your passion for that dream on the shelf. Um, what you're saying makes so much more sense. If you can find 30 minutes a day to go over and dust that dream by actively participating in, in it then um, it's going to stay alive and you'll probably find yourself finding some more time here and there, especially as your kids get a little bit older. And um, I think we need to do that for ourselves. What do you say? I, I think it's really important. And I, I did, I, I was really guilty of not doing that when my children were young. I mean, I didn't do, uh, I didn't, I didn't work out. I didn't do anything that wasn't for my kids. And I look back and I think, I wish I could have taken a little more time and I should have taken a little more time. And it, and it can be just little bits, you know, 10 minutes, yeah. half an hour, you know, everybody has time for that. You know, something really affected me. Somebody one time said, you know, you have, you have time for whatever you make a priority. And I thought, oh, that's really true. And yes. if you never make that little thing a priority, it will not happen. Yeah. And then I wonder, I mean, 
really deep down, how important was it? Now, I know that we go through phases in our lives, and at times, um, things are intensely important. And then, you know, several years later or a decade later, maybe not so much that particular thing. And that's fine. That's, I think that, that shows an evolution of spirit and, and Mm -hmm. all of that is, is healthy. Um, I personally believe we all have something outside of the parenting mode that, um, deserves nurturing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we do have seasons, you know, like I I do feel like I was very fulfilled when my children were little, you know, was pretty fulfilled with that. I, I I could have gotten more exercise, but that did fulfill a lot of my creative drive. Uh, but as you say, you know, things change and, and what you were interested in, I used it, but when my kids were little, I, I filled my drive with like baking. I baked cakes <laughs> and wedding cakes and birthday cakes and everybody had a cake from me, you know? So I was kind of making a time for my creativity, even though it was kind of in that disguise of doing it for someone else. <laughs> Sugar coated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now, you know, then things do change and then you find something else that, you know, it needs to be expressed and. Um, it, it changes, it grows. Well, I love the film so much, and um, yeah. I'm, I'm delighted that I had an opportunity to to see it. And um, I'm looking forward very much to seeing what you come up with next, because I think you have a really unique voice and and very relatable. I'm 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 sure there are lots more stories that you can tell that will make people feel like, wow, there's there's something in this not only for me, but my husband is sitting next to me and my teen who's sitting on the other side. And um, those are the kind of stories we all, we all need to hear because I think ultimately that brings us um, more understanding of each other in a family. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Um, we've got about a minute left. So if you could tell us where people can find out more about you and your work, um, that would be great. Well, we have a website, lifeinsideoutthemovie.com. And of course, we have a Facebook page. And Phineas has a band called The Slightly. So you can look on our Facebook page it'll, or look on our website page. That'll tell you everywhere you can watch the movie, where you can stream it or buy it, every, uh, every avenue. We even have a soundtrack on iTunes. So just follow us on Facebook. Look at our, our website and check out The Slightly's. And yeah, Maggie Baird. I have a, I have a website too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, let's not forget that. We're gonna... <laughs> MaggieBaird.com. I do kind of tend to forget that. But... Oh, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for this time together, Maggie. It was a Thank pleasure. Thanks so much, Annie. Bye-bye. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work, visit AnnieFox.com and check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People, and my book for tween girls, the girls' Q&A book on friendship, 50 ways to fix a friendship without the drama. And if you like this podcast, we ask that you review it on iTunes. It may be a little thing to you, but it means an awful lot to us. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Egg Plant, creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next time when my guest will be Deborah C. Owen. Debbie is a best-selling author, an expert parent and life coach, and a national board certified teacher. Her latest book, Social Media Fascination, helps parents teach kids how to use social media with a purpose. We'll be talking about social media and the role of parents. Until next time, happy parenting. Happy parenting.